You're listening to Strictly Business Podcast with Lindsay Williams. It's a Tuesday, so it's time for It's My Money with Brenthurst Wealth Management. And the MD of that institution is with me now. It's Brian Butchart. And Brian, you sent me a piece which says the following, or the headline is the following, a unique opportunity in impact investing. It goes on to say the following, social and environmental change is happening faster than ever imagined, including climate change, shifting demographics, and the technology disruption that are reshaping the world we live in. Companies that can adapt faster to the change will thrive in such an environment and be more successful in attracting customers, employees, and growing their businesses. The world of investments is no different. Brian, you must sit down every day and say the opportunities are manifold, but also the risks are manifold at the same time. But it's an exciting time for you. Yeah, good afternoon, Lindsay. Um, absolutely, it is an, it is an exciting time uh, to be in, in investment markets. Risks are certainly um, there and, and one can't, um, you know, disguise the fact that, that risks are abound. But at the same time, as risks are abound, there are also opportunities. And, you know, I think before we start, um, in terms of impact invest- investing, I think I need to unpack what impact investing is. Please. Um, you know, there's certainly an increased demand from millennials, high net worth investors and regulators seeking investment and capital deployment with a meaningful social and environmental impact. Investors want returns, but they also want the investments to provide better outcomes for society. And social factors, you know, would include rising global inequality, the need for affordable access to healthcare, education, inclusive financing and housing, for example, Environmental factors such as climate change is a major threat to humanity and is driving the need for renewable and efficient energy and sustainable agriculture and forestry. The advancement of technology is providing solutions to these social and environmental issues at a faster pace and lower cost, with the objective of having a meaningful impact and the potential to deliver exceptional long-term return to investors. And that is effectively what investors who are looking to invest from an impact perspective are looking for. Okay, that's what they're looking for. Where do they find it? Look, um, you know, there's, there's, there's one fund that, that Brenthurst has, has identified um, called the Signia Oxford Sciences Innovation Fund. Um, and the fund is effectively managed by Signia. Uh, but just to give a little bit of background, um, the University of Oxford was rated the number one research university in the world in 2019 uh, for a third year in a row, endorsing world-leading science of the Oxford Sciences Innovation Company um, called the Oxford and Sciences Innovation uh, PLC. The Signia OSI Fund invests in the shares of the Oxford Sciences Innovation Company partnered with the University of Oxford to convert its patents and research ideas into commercial enterprises and directly in select spin-out companies that are already in an advanced stage of growth and success. And this is the type of fund that we would um, consider uh, in this environment for, for, for an impact investor who's looking for an opportunity that is A, unique, and B, certainly not um, accessible 
by any normal means in terms of any stock exchanges. So what these people do, sorry to interrupt you, is to take the view of academics, which certain world leaders don't take. I mean, they go with their own instincts or gut feel, as they as they say. But what this fund does is take giant brains and say, well, you may not be a business brain, but we love your ideas and we can uh, combine with you to find an opportunity. I'm putting it rather clumsily, but essentially that's what it is. It's based on brains. Absolutely, Lindsay. Um, you know, this fund prioritizes investments in companies incubated at Oxford University, which uh, through technology-driven innovation is revolution- revolutionizing the provision of healthcare and reducing the impact of climate change at the same time. Um, you know, I think this fund, uh, when I last looked in terms of the numbers that were available, the fund will give investors exposure to at least 80 spin-out companies currently, um, and this is in the field of, of technology and biosciences. Um, and in the four years since OSI was established, its market capitalization has risen to £738 million, pounds, and I think that was as at the 31st of December yes. 2019. Um, and it has approximately £390 million pounds available in cash for future investments. So certainly something... It's quite exciting and, and different to, to, to the average traditional investment. Yes, so it's got cash on hand. And as you say in your piece, it says here, it's an offshore fund exposed to general market risk, exchange rate risk, liquidity risk, and legal and regulatory risk, and is likely to grow exponentially. Obviously, there will be some of the ideas that fall by the wayside, as is the case with these, with these sort of startup funds. Uh, but on the other hand, it looks very exciting indeed. And you go on to detail... Uh, the following. You say some of these exciting spin-out businesses include Evox and Osler, etc. Maybe you could just choose a couple of the ones that are uh, your favourites. Yeah, Lindsay, I mean, I think I just, just wanted to highlight really some of some of the companies and businesses that have um, transpired from, from this investment into this, this type of sector. Um, and, you know, I'm certainly by no means uh, a bioscientific expert, so please excuse my simplified explanation. But <laughs> Evox Therapeutics is, is one, one of those, those, those businesses. And Evox has developed technology to deliver drugs in nanoparticles to specifically targeted organs at, such as the brain and central nervous system, using the body's natural delivery capabilities to target treatment and reduce the toxicity of the treatment to other parts of the body. It's, it's quite mind-blowing. And, and, and OSI's shareholding in that particular business is currently 45%. Mm. And uh, another uh, business uh, that they're invested in is uh, Osler. Now, Osler is another spin-out who um, was created, who have basically created portable handheld devices to enable anyone to test for majority of biomarkers from a drop drop of blood instantly. Um, the results are accurate, cost-effective, and certainly you don't have to wait for the lab results, which usually usually takes a couple of days. And OSI shareholding in that particular business is 33% at this point in time. And then the other one that I think is quite exciting, especially and, and very relevant right now, is a business called Vasitech. Um, you know, that is a spin-out company which developed two viral vector vaccines, one to prevent influenza and the other to treat prostate cancer, and is also in the race to produce a vaccine for COVID-19, and they were already in human testing trials. 
So that's quite an exciting uh, business. Well, too. that is because I mean, apparently, from what I hear from mainstream media, is that the the, the Oxford University uh, unit, uh, which obviously Vesitech is part of, I would would have thought, is maybe in position to provide a vaccine for COVID-19 in, from September onwards, which is a remarkably quick time because normally these things take two or three years. So this would uh, propel this thing to the stratosphere. It would indeed, um, uh, Lindsay, and, and therein lies the opportunity. And as you as you rightfully pointed out earlier, I mean, obviously there'll be a couple of businesses that, that won't make it, but um, of these, and, and I think currently at the moment it's 80, but I think I also read that they are looking at, on average, I think there's about 10 new spin-out businesses that get considered on an annual basis, which potentially could increase uh, the portfolio of businesses that you'd be buying into. But it certainly is an exciting investment opportunity for those who are willing to take a little bit more risk um, because it's it's certainly not your traditional type of investment. But, uh, you know, I think it certainly has the potential to offer substantial growth opportunities for those willing to take on that risk. So how do people take advantage of this via Printers Wealth? Yeah, so we, we do have capacity to or, or uh, capacity into this fund. It is limited um, and they will close it at some point in the near f- future, but uh, we do have some ex- uh, capacity into the fund directly through Signia. Okay, so they should go through you or through Signia. What do you recommend? Well, they can contact Brentus because Brentus has specific capacity into the fund um, and they can give me, uh, you know, they can contact me on my email address. Uh, it's brian at brentuswealth.co.za. Okay, that sounds exciting. It's a very compelling argument. Uh, and apart from that, a compelling argument is to ask you if you're sitting down with your team every single day now as circumstances change every single hour of every single day and say, Things are going to change in the future. The way that we conduct our lives, the way that we spend is completely different to what it was two, three months ago. Are you taking cognizance of that? And are you adjusting your portfolios and your asset allocation because of that? For example, I mean, maybe people won't fly so much anymore. Maybe people won't go to restaurants and bars as much as they used to. Maybe people will work from home. Maybe people will continue to buy online because they've suddenly got used to it. Again, it's a fascinating and very interesting prospect. Lindsay, absolutely. I mean, this this, this has catapulted us into a new way of doing business. Um, and technology has certainly been our, been our saving grace and, and allowed us to continue, you know, business like ourselves, to continue to operate remotely. So all of our staff um, are, are certainly working, although offices might not be open. We are, we're working, we're operational, and we are talking to each other, funny enough, more than we have in the past, simply yes. because, you know, you you kind of not, you're not in that daily office environment. And um, 100%, I mean, you know, in terms of the market volatility and, and the speed at which things have been happening and moving on a daily basis, our investments uh, team is, is, is certainly um, analyzing this a lot closely, a lot, a lot more closely than that in the past. But, um, you know, I think um, we have to potentially get used to a slightly different way of doing things uh, going forward. And technology is certainly going to be a sector, I think, that is going to continue to benefit from this new way of doing business. Brian, in fact, what's what's happening is that despite the fact that we're isolated, doesn't mean the, that we're isolated from learning and uh, communicating. In fact, quite the opposite. We're learning more because we're isolated, because we're forced to communicate. Absolutely, Lindsay. So you're 
100% spot on. I mean, you, you know, automatically you're going to be upping your your, your skills because you've got this this um, time on your hands or, or, or more time on your hands, more productive time on your hands. Uh, you're not having to travel. Uh, there's less interruptions at the office even. Um, look, the one thing that I do miss is the so- social interaction. Uh, so hopefully at some point we get to some form of normality, but um, there's no doubt that... Uh, this is definitely um, the, the the newer way that we're going to be operating going forward over the short term. Brian, thanks so much for your time. That's Brian Butchart, who's the MD of Brentos Wealth, and that was It's My Money. The views and opinions expressed in these podcasts are those of Lindsay Williams and various contributors and do not reflect the policy, position or opinion of any other agency, organisation, employer or company associated with strictlybusinesspodcast.com. Assumptions made on the analyses are not reflective of the position of any other entity other than the speaker or the author. And since we are critically thinking human beings, these views are always subject to change, revision and rethinking at any time. Please do not hold us to them in perpetuity.